Top Shelf Fantasy, brought to you by Corey Dows, Tom Craig Penny, and Scotty Milne. Let's get into it, baby. How you doing? Running back rankings, 2020. I love it. I love it. I love it. Today is May 12th, uh, 60 second podcast, a uh, little housekeeping items, right? Uh, www.topshelffantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf, FMTSY, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Google Play, iHeartRadio, I found out we're also on other podcast things we don't even know about. So if you, uh, if you find us on something that's not that, tweet at us, let us know, and uh, we'll mention it in our long list of, of things. Uh, so today we have the way too early running back rankings. I'm so happy we're starting with running backs, not tight ends. Um, I know Scotty ranked those first, but we, this is the point in the season we start ranking things out. Um, we got a couple of uh, pieces of news, I guess, to get into and some rumor mill stuff. So the NFL schedule got released. Um, Pats, Jets, Miami. Uh, 49ers and Buffalo have um, what we're considering to be the hardest schedule. So the entire AFC East just not going to have a good season from a, from a scheduling perspective. And then the Ravens, Steelers, Cowboys, Browns, and Redskins having the, the top five easiest schedules. So I don't know if anybody needs to make any points on any of that. But uh, it's important, I guess, to note that the Ravens running backs are probably going to have a field day because they're going to be winning by a lot playing easy teams. Um, couple takeaways. It's a full 17 week season. There's two bi week apocalypses this this year, right? So Craig, there's a week eight and week eleven. Um, and we we'll kind of cover those as we go in. But Arizona, Baltimore, Denver, Houston, Pittsburgh, Washington in week eight. Buffalo, Chicago, Miami, New York Jet uh, Giants, New York Jets, and San Francisco in week eleven. Um, and then we did. NFL is already getting into COVID-19 uh, contingency plans if they have to move things back. So it sounds like there's some availability for fields and, and things like that in, in, the, in, in uh, who, who, who said it? There's like a month worth of field availability in, in February or whatever if they have to move it back a month. So that's, I guess, kind of the housekeeping items. I've talked a lot. So somebody else grabbed the, the rumors. Um, Scotty, you you probably want to talk about Carlos Hyde. Uh, yeah, sure. So there's a link right now that is linking Carlos Hyde with the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles didn't add anyone in for agency. He got rid of Jordan Howard. No rookies. So, I mean, it kind of just makes sense. Uh, I know there's a few other guys out there, but, I mean, Carlos Hyde, is, he is just a guy. But, I mean, he was a guy that ran for over 1,000 yards last year he can do the job so him as a running back two on a team to help complement Sanders I think fits well um I'll let Craig talk about the other running backs that are kind of linked to the Eagles as well yeah I mean the other two were Devonta Freeman and LaShawn McCoy uh I feel Devonta Freeman would probably be a little bit too pricey since I feel like they have their future running back and Miles Sanders and then LaShawn McCoy uh, that would just be an interesting story. I, I know that they, they've been linked to him for a little while. Um, uh, I think there was actually early talks in the free agency of him going 
uh, to the Eagles as well. Um, you know, just a little m- mentoring program, uh, which would be kind of cool. But again, he's he's probably asking for more money than Hyde. So I personally think that the best option there is for them to go to Hyde if they are actually looking for a veteran running back. Yeah, I and I, I think Hyde will return some fantasy value uh, if he signs with the Eagles. So, um, Corey, you want to talk about Dak? Yeah, uh, Dak and the Cowboys seem like they're close, but they're still haggling. It looks like the money's kind of sorted out, so I'm assuming that means on a per-year basis. But Dak wants four years, the Cowboys want five. Dak's probably looking to lock up, you know, four years and then go for that one more big payday while he's uh, – maybe in the twi- not the twilight of his career you know quarterbacks nowadays play until they're 40 but he'll be you know on the wrong side of 30 by the time that deal gets done so uh he probably wants the shot at it the cowboys want to lock him up for another year who's who knows what's going to happen they obviously need to get a deal done with uh Dak. they don't want andy dalton playing quarterback there no matter how hard uh jerry jones wants to wants to bluff andy dalton's not the not the guy to lead that team anywhere um yeah yeah. And it's talked about that the the dollar figure is thirty five million per year, which which would make him the <laughs> highest paid quarterback. Yeah, and I mean thirty five million a year is more than fair for for Dak Prescott, even after a great year last year. And uh, the last last point, Tom, you want to take Joe Mixon? Oh yeah, our our buddy Joe Mixon and the Bengals meeting for a long term deal. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that, that whole thing shakes out. We've been talking about players that could potentially hold out going into the season, right? Joe Mixon being on that list since he doesn't have a long-term deal. So it's good to see that they're, they're in negotiations, the talk it's an, it's an up and coming offense. So obviously you want a guy like Joe Mixon signed up, uh, long-term. So I think without further ado, let's just get into rankings because that's what we love. We love them running backs. Um, all right. So consensus number one was Christian McCaffrey. Um, I've, I kind of feel like it's, it's just boring to talk about Christian McCaffrey. So I will take Christian. <laughs> all right. And then, and then we'll go down the line from there. I think all across the summer, uh, and I mean, we'll be, we'll be changing our rankings throughout the year. You're, you know, everybody's going to be seeing rankings, ESPN, NFL, CBS, Yahoo, all those I, I think consensusly Christian McCaffrey is going to be the number one. He's he's not going to be changing uh, from our rankings at number one. So I, I think there's not much to say about Christian McCaffrey other than go look at the stats and then tell me you want another running back and I'll call you crazy. So yeah, I, I just want to toss in though there there is two schools of thought here saying that there's Christian McCaffrey who's a proven quantity, fantastic running back, great receiver of the ball, a thousand thousand season, all this stuff. The only thing that's changing is his head coach and the entire offense he's going to be playing in, which is a cause for concern, not knowing what he's going to do. But if you take anybody else in any league format of any kind with the first pick and it's not Christian McCaffrey, you made a mistake. Plain and simple. But it is interesting to see what's going to happen with a new head coach and a new system in place. That's the only thing I wanted to to mention real quick. Yeah, and if he gets 100 less points than last season, he's still running back one. (laughs) <laughs> which yeah, is a wild stat. He, he outscored the number two by 123 points, and that's absolutely insane. Yeah, nuts. Craig, you can take Saquon, who's our consensus number two. Yeah, I mean it's it's Saquon Barkley. He's the I don't know second, third most talented running back in the NFL. Um, he, I mean, there's really not much to say. They have everything built around him. Uh, they have their offensive line 
you know, retooled a little bit, you know, getting another one in the uh, draft this year. Um, definitely moving in the direction where it's, you know, it's the Saquon Barkley show. Last year he had a little bit of a dip in production due to the offense kind of going through some changes. But this year the group's coming back. Uh, Daniel Jones is at quarterback again. They really haven't much done with their offensive weapons outside of, you know, Evan Ingram coming back too, which is which is another good thing, another good thing for their, um, you know, running game. So he's our consensus too. Yeah, and so I have Saquon ranked lowest. He's still two. I have him at four. His offense makes me nervous, and he's in for another mediocre top five finish, if you will. Um, but he's obviously one of the most talented running backs in the, in the in the league. But I still think he's number two. I mean, it's it's McCaffrey in his own tier, and then some of these other guys. So um, I, Corey Scott, if you want to say something about Saquon. Now's your time, and uh, I'm getting I'm getting head shakes as we're virtually doing this. So, um, Scotty, why don't you take Zeke? All right. Um, yeah, I had Zeke third. He's our consensus third. Um, pretty much anyone from like the one to seven. I think we've all kind of ranked relatively the same. A few different ones here and there, but I think we all have Zeke at three. Craig has him at four, but like I said, it's all so close. Zeke is, is just a very safe bet. Uh, this guy stays pretty healthy pretty much every year, and even in his bad years, he comes down and he's, he's still a top four to five back. So Dallas offense, hoping Dak comes back. I, mean, I assume he will. He has the receivers there to you know draw, draw the defense off of him too. He's a pass-catching guy. So long story short, Zeke at three, or, or if you want to take him at two, it's a complete safe bet. Um, oh yeah, so I don't know if anyone has anything to say about Zeke, but um, I'll have Dallas take our, our number four consensus. Yeah, our number four consensus is Dalvin Cook from the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I had him the lowest. I had him at six. Tom and Craig, you had him at two. And Scotty, you had him dead on with the consensus vote at four. Um, I don't think you can go wrong with him. I know six seems a little bit low. He clearly gets the touches. Minnesota loves to run the ball. He looks like an absolute bounce back player of the year candidate or was the bounce back player of the year really uh, last year. Um, I don't want to knock him by saying I put him six. It's just a couple guys I had ahead of him. No big deal. Again, you can't really go wrong with any of these guys. I think he ended last year with 265.9 fantasy points and that's in half point PPR. So Really, he's kind of the start of the next tier. So you have McCaffrey, Saquon, and Zeke. McCaffrey all by himself, then Saquon, Zeke, and now you're into the third tier. So I think four, five, six, that range is fair for Dalvin Cook. He still has the uh, pending and looming threat of Alexander Madison, and I don't think he's really in danger of losing a ton of carries, but the kid looks good. So I, I that, that dinged him a little bit on my, on my review, just thinking that he might lose a couple, maybe even to Mike Boone uh, here and there. But still a great pick for... Uh, our, sorry, for our fourth consensus, and then moving on to our fifth, unless anybody else wants to add anything, but I think I kind of talked oh, about it. Oh, I'd love to add something on Delvin oh, Cook. There. Please, Craig, go yeah. away. Um, so, consistency. Not go away, I mean, take it away. I thought you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I totally missed it, so I'll move on right by. Yeah. Um, Delvin Cook is going to be one of the more consistent running backs this year. I, I think we all saw last year a more, um, con- you know, concerned effort by the you know offensive staff to get the running game going and shipping out Stefan Diggs 
is a main point for me to, you know, direct the attention back to the running game again, uh, you know, for a second year in a row. Dalvin Cook had over 20 carries more than half the time last year. And when you're looking at the actual volume um, of 20 carries a game, you know, in more than 50% of your actual games, that's that's where you're going to get consistency. That's what I like in my RB1 is not someone that's going to pop off for 40 and then sometimes to give me 5 to 10. But I want the guy that's going to get me 18 to 25 each week in fantasy. And I think this year is going to be Dalvin Cook. Uh, I do think Alexander Madison is going to have a good year as well. Um, but that's why I have Dalvin Cook as my second ranked running back. Yeah, and I, I just want to weigh in on Dalvin too because I, I I really enjoy Dalvin. He's a superb athlete. I would have him at two, but again, kind of where Corey's going. He's he's the first first running back of that next tier that could probably push himself into conversation with Barkley and Elliott. Um, the only thing concerning about Cook is his injury history. But the positive thing is Zimmer. Zimmer loves to run the ball, and he's going to continue to do that. I mean, that offense is going to flow through Dalvin Cook. So as long as he's healthy, he's going to get the ball. Um, Scotty, I'll let you take the guy you called rushing champ on. Um, yeah, boy. <laughs> our consensus um, number five. So you called this one early last year. Yes, I did. I said he would lead the league in rushing, and he did. I know you, I'm a broken record on that, but – um. He's our consensus number five. I think Dows has him at four. Yeah, he does. Um, and Tom, me, and Craig have him exactly at five. So we're all pretty similar um, in Derek Henry and what he is going to bring this year. He probably won't be getting, I mean, I hope he does, but that many rushing yards again. Um, but with no Deion Lewis there, and he was catching the ball a little more last year, he'll be involved in the passing game probably 200 yards like he had last year but it's just a guy on an offense that's a run first offense and they win with Derrick Henry so I think that's why we all have him at at five because the guy's gonna touch the ball over 300 times again if he stays healthy and he's gonna be getting a big payday after the season if he produces right so that's a huge factor yeah and I know that Derrick Henry coming into the league was very inconsistent, but I think the back half of 2018 and all of 2019 should prove to people that Derrick Henry is the workhorse and you can rely on him. So again, kind of in that, in that second tier, um, our consensus number six is Alvin Kamara. Um, and I'm going to let Dow's rock with Alvin. Cause I know he's your dynasty running back. You have him ranked the highest. So give yeah. us, give us your input on Alvin. So, I mean, it's no secret I, I love uh, Alvin Kamara, but beyond just my, you know, uh, I don't know what to call it, my affinity for the guy, he's got a great situation this year. I mean, he's still got other running backs, and, you know, Taysom Hill to some extent is going to take some of his touches away. But if you can believe what he said when he came out and said, I was not 100% at any point last year for the entire season, if you can believe him and he's saying, hey, I still put up, I don't know, what he ended up finishing, like top 10-ish running backs last year? He was he was 12. Okay, yeah. so he was 12 last year. He wasn't 100%. If you can say he's going to be 100% this year, yeah, I think he can easily finish in the top five, which is where I have him, or six as our consensus pick. Sure, six is not outside the question. He's not in the tier of, obviously, Christian McCaffrey. I'm just going to stop even saying that. Nobody's in Christian McCaffrey's tier. Just remember that throughout the duration of this. But he's not in the tier of, like, Saquon, Zeke, maybe even Cook. But he can go toe-to-toe with uh, Derrick Henry and the next few guys that we're going to list on our on our ranking sheet here. But 
he's been consistent. He hasn't flashed the last or the last year he didn't flash as big as he did maybe in his rookie season, but the ability to do it still there. He still shows a ton of quickness and he's on an offense that added more pieces in the passing game that they have to respect across the field. I mean, you saw what he did between the tackles even last year with just Michael Thomas as really the only wide receiver on the team. You add Emmanuel Sanders that offense and you're looking at a lot more nickel and dime sets instead of, uh, you know, three, four fronts. So less linebackers on the field, less heavy safeties. I mean, Kamara should be out there just burning people left and right. So, um, yeah, that's why I had him maybe a little bit higher than you guys, but maybe there's a little bit of a uh, perspective bias as well. I, I think I think this is I, in in I think this is where the the next tier starts too. I mean I I think Alvin Henry Cook they kind of all gel well together. Craig, this guy's your dynasty player, our our number seven ranked, but I I think he's the next start of the next tier. So why don't you go ahead and take Josh Jacobs? Yeah, Josh Jacobs was my uh, rookie of the year last year. Um, if it wasn't for the fact that he broke his shoulder and the team kept playing him, he was going to finish as an RB1 last year. He had 250 attempts in, I think it was like 13, 14 games. Yeah, 13 games. And so what I was touting the, the entire offseason before last year was pound the rock. John Gruden was going to pound the rock with Josh Jacobs, and that's exactly what he did. And with a healthy shoulder, hopefully, and no other changes uh, with the running back room, they're going to do the exact same thing again. And he has another year uh, under his belt now where he is going to be able to pop off, hopefully with a full season as 300 attempts, getting around that echelon of a top five running back. I want him higher, um, but I just I, I couldn't help. You know, I couldn't put him above, you know, an Alvin Kamara or you, you uh, got Alvin Cook. You got a whole off season to convince yourself that he should be higher. <laughs> but I but think you did put him above Kamara. <laughs> well, I have him above in Kamara. Yeah. Who do I have? Uh, my bad. You, I, I, yeah, I, you haven't switched. You got Yeah, you got him six yeah. and seven, um, which is fine. But I, I think, I think he's, I think this is an appropriate spot for him. Back end RB one, um, Scotty. Your dynasty, this is just funny that all three of our dynasty running backs are back to back to back. So you go ahead, take our number uh, eight ranked Aaron Jones. Yeah, and my bounce back player last season finished running back two, Aaron Jones, Green Bay. Um, Great dynasty player, but the whole drafting of A.J. Dillon scared a lot of people. Um, I don't think it scared top shelf fantasy as much as it's scaring the world. Aaron Jones is still going to be involved a lot in the offense. You saw him, I think he had a total of 16 touchdowns last year. That'll probably go down, but that just means he's not running back two. He's to be uh, back end running back one, I think it's safe to say. He's still in a great offense. Yeah, they don't have any receivers because they screwed up that way in the draft, but I just see him playing a similar role. Fewer or less touchdowns last season, but he's our consensus number eight. Um, Tom and Dow's even have him a little higher than I do. Craig has him the lowest. So, Craig, do you want to chime in real quick? Yeah, the the um, comment about not scaring Top Shelf Fantasy only reflects the three of you because <laughs> it, 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 I, I do not feel comfortable with Aaron Jones right now. And I loved him last year. I loved his future. I loved so much about what Aaron Jones could do. And now with the guy who ran with Derrick Henry his first couple seasons in the league drafted another Derrick Henry type. And I'm like, are we really going here? Like he's, a, he, he, they drafted him in the second round, AJ Dillon. 
And that concerns the hell out of me. That is a really high draft capital for a player that I don't know why this shadow has been on Aaron Jones's career that he just can't be the guy because he obviously is to anyone that watches the game of football, but apparently not to his coaches. Hey, let me just say this. LaFleur may have drafted Derrick Henry. He didn't use Derrick Henry correctly. Continue. Not until Mike Vabrell came in did Derrick Henry become a thing. So I'm yeah. not. Which, I'm I'm more thinking Dylan is scaring Jamal Williams's RB four status. <laughs> like I think Aaron Jones is fine. I no, mean, I don't think AJ Dylan's gonna take over the job this year. No, but I think he's the reclamation project. Um. All right. Well, with that, let's move on to another guy, uh, Miles Sanders. So he's our our ninth ranked. Um, player, Craig, you got him at eight, and then Scotty Dows and myself have him ranked at number ten. So he's going to kind of finish in that RB one spot, and that's what we got right now. Um, I think a lot surrounding Miles Sanders is going to be dependent on if they end up bringing somebody else in. If they bring somebody else in, I think we've all acknowledged he's going to drop in our rankings, right? Um, but I think the potential's there for Miles Sanders. I think that that offense is looking for offensive sparks. And they went out and they drafted uh, Jalen uh, Rhaegar, uh, Targaryen. Targi. <laughs> Targi. We're calling him Targi now. We're, we're calling him Targi. Uh, but they went out and they drafted him. They still have Alshon. Deshaun's still on the roster. I mean, the offense is looking for sparks. And I think Miles Sanders provides that. So if he keeps that same role that he had last year at the, at the back end, there's no reason that he doesn't finish inside the top ten. Does anybody have anything on Miles Sanders before we move on to uh, number 10? If he happens to be the guy without a veteran <clears throat> running back, I, I'm loving him at eight, maybe even higher. Miles Sanders is is another product that went right behind Saquon Barkley in college, and I think that he has all the tools to be a great third down back. And with the Eagles, they, they've had one of the best offensive lines in the last three seasons. So you have a if you have a running back for the Eagles – who typically have a 50-50 uh, backfield every single year, that's that's recipe for success. Yeah, for sure. Um, Scotty, you want to take Mixon? No, give, give this to Dows. All right, Dows, take Mixon. <laughs> oh, Joe Mixon, another one of my many <laughs> running backs oh, in, yeah. in many leagues. Uh, cursed me all last season, um, and maybe that's why I have him lower than you guys have him he's our consensus number 10 scott you've got him the highest at eight i've got him the lowest at 12 and then craig and tom are 10 and 11 respectively uh i got him a little bit lower i'm not so sold on joe mixon maybe not as sold as i was last year i think last year i had him closer to like a top seven or eight this year i still got him in this top you know top rb1 uh range but i'm questioning what they're gonna do in cincinnati I don't know if they're going to pound the ball. I know that they're returning a lot of offensive linemen, but they pretty much focused on their passing attack in the entire draft. I mean, they went out, they got T. Higgins, they got Joe Burrow. They look like they are poised and ready to throw the football a lot this year. And their defense is still a little suspect, so they might still be down and throwing a lot from behind. That being said, he's a good, talented running back. Offensive line should be better. He should put up decent numbers to get him into that RB1 territory, but he's, for me, a fringe RB1. Um, and, I mean, 10 to 12, maybe 10 to 14 is a realistic range to expect for the guy. So he's kind of hard to rank. And with a looming um, holdout, that is – it looks like they're, they're on track to resolve it, but if he does hold out, just expect his you know rankings to plummet. Yeah, and I, I, I just want to jump in here real quick too because I think after Joe Mixon – 
there there's a ton of inconsistency in all four of our uh, rankings, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I, I think you're the, the way we think about this too is basically tiering it, and then within the tier ranking them, right? And we'll refine this as the season goes on. Uh, but I think saying Joe Mixon's going to be a fringe RB1, RB2 in that 10 to 14 range is the right way to, to look at rankings and to understand and to comprehend all of this, that there's there's a variance where they're currently ranked by one or two positions. Um, so as we refine it, we'll get a little bit closer and closer to that. Um, but starting with Austin Eckler, who is our 11th ranked running back and moving down, there's a the, we all have varying opinions. Um, so I'm going to take... I, Tom, can I hop in real quick right there too, just to yeah. kind of piggyback on what you're saying? You'll notice with these tiers as well, and the reason that I had Joe Mixon at 12 and we had him at a consensus 10, all these guys that we've talked about so far are pretty much clear-cut running back ones on their team that are bell cow essential backs you know, in, the, in their offenses. As we get further down the list, you see guys that are being pressed for carries, guys in splits, and you know, real running backs by committee. And I think that's an important distinction to make as we make our way down the list and kind of inform why we might rank one guy over another like i'm going to rank joe mixon slightly ahead of austin eckler in this example or you know we did as a consensus probably because joe mixon is being pushed by geo bernard where austin eckler is being pushed by justin jackson and the chargers like to do a split you know but i don't want to get it out of turn here no i mean and it's a fair point because at some point volume speaks right um so um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Austin Eckler because I am by far ruining his. <laughs> he'd be <laughs> higher up if it wasn't for me. So I have him ranked at 16. Dows, you have him at nine. Scotty's at nine, or er, Scotty's at 11. Craig's at nine. Um, my rationale behind this, and I, I I'm sure a lot of people are thinking about it the same way, but n- like 900 of Austin Eckler's yards last year were through the air. He only had four games where he got 10 or more touches. He only went over 100 yards once. I don't see Austin Eckler repeating the same success that he had in the previous year. And then take Phillip Rivers out of that equation. You know, it's really my main factor. Tyrod Taylor, not exactly a a quarterback to have a ton of confidence in and not a guy who's certainly been known to throw the ball to his, uh, to his running backs. The talents there for Eckler. And for me, I mean, as we move forward, there's a potential that he moves up, but for right now, there's other guys that I would want than Austin Eckler. Uh, I mean, namely like Mark Ingram, um, who's our who's our next ranked player. But if anybody wants to jump in on Austin Eckler, we'll move to Ingram and Scotty. You can talk about Ingram. Yeah, I'll jump in. Um, I don't agree uh, with what you said. Uh, I I, <laughs> I feel with 240 touches with under 50 percent of snap share is fantastic for production and actual usage ability um you know going into the year he's obviously going to be the number one guy finally you saw what he did in the first couple of games last year it was absolutely unreal um you know when when melvin gordon wasn't playing so i think with an offense led by tyrod taylor in the beginning of the year that's only going to help him where herbert comes in they're already going to have some sort of game plan where if they need to fall back, that Herbert's not the guy. Austin Eckler's the guy to run the offense. They have all the other pieces around them with Allen and Williams and Henry to, you know, take away from the run game where it's not like they're going to be stacking the box all the time. So I think Austin Eckler's a, a great play this year. 
we get a shotgun bet in the future. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I guess I get on to the number twelve. Our number twelfth is uh, Mark Ingram, the second number dose for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he had a pretty good season last year. I think he finished. Uh, was it top fifteen? Sorry, oh, yeah. top, he was like top ten. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> he was RB eight. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, I mean. I have him ranked by far the lowest. I have him at 20, which brings him down here. Um, uh, biggest concern to me is they did bring back Gus Edwards. They wanted this guy bad, and they drafted J.K. Dobbins. That alone scares the crap out of me uh, for M- Mark Ingram. Uh, Mark Ingram was <clears throat> great last year, but it came on just probably four or five games, uh, just scoring a lot of touchdowns, a lot of yards, but other than that, a lot of his games, um, he wasn't that productive. So that's why I have him down at 20, Dutch, because that offense is full with weapons. And, I mean, I don't think they should have drafted J.K. Dobbins. I think Mark Ingram was the perfect fit there. But they didn't draft Dobbins, and they drafted him for the future. So that's the biggest thing that scares me about Mark Ingram. I know everyone probably disagrees, but of Tom talk about him because he isn't ranked at, at uh, 9. Yeah, I mean, it, it, my thing with Ingram is there's still there, there's still gas in that in that tank, um, and I, I think he fits the offense perfectly. But he's on a one year deal, so if the Ravens are moving forward and saying we need somebody younger, I mean, he's what thirty thirty one years old. There's a potential that Dobbins is their future running back, and and Ingram's the guy. Also. Something very important to understand is that COVID-19 is going to ruin these rookies' 2020 projections. They're not going to have camp. I mean, Dobbins isn't going to have the opportunity to supersede Gus Edwards. So if Dobbins is the third running back on the field, are you worried about Gus Edwards taking snaps from Ingram? No, I don't think so. He finished RB8. Like, I I think that Ingram's going to be there. I I mean, there's room for, for debate with Ingram. Um, but, uh, the next guy we have, uh, Nick Chubb, uh, our, our, he's the, the, the first RB two that we have ranked. So everybody we just mentioned are RB ones, top 12 RBs, Nick Chubb kind of falling in there. Dows, you got him at 19. Um, and then Craig at 11, myself at 12, Scotty at 13. So Dows, you got him, you got him low at, at 19. Um, I do. Um, it's not a knock on Nick Chubb. When you watch the guy run the ball, he's extremely talented. He's got every move in the book. He's got the juke, the spin. He's got power to his game, too. He hits the hole decisively. I believe in his talent. I don't believe in the Browns. I don't believe in Freddie Kitchens or whoever's going to coach that team, uh, probably to use him correctly. And then who I do believe in a lot is Kareem Hunt and his ability to steal carries from Nick Chubb. Um, he's going to be there eventually, stealing probably – maybe 50%, maybe more of the work. Uh, we saw it happen last year. It's it's troubling that Nick Chubb has to even deal with this when Kareem Hunt can't stay out of his own way with the legal trouble, and he's still floating around the team. Uh, if Nick Chubb was the only back in Cleveland, I would have him in my top 10 e- easily, but he's not, so I had to push him down. And it's just a, a case of who am I going to put ahead of him, and the guys I have ahead of him I just see having a lot more production. I didn't really see much of a dip in production when uh, Kareem Hunt came in last year, and I, and I felt like Nick Chubb owned that backfield. Um, 
whether they do plan to bring Kareem Hunt in more, you know, it, that's to be seen. Uh, but I, I did see that, you know, Chubb had a stranglehold on the running game and averaged over five yards a carry last year, which is an unreal number. Uh, Hunt is weighing in the back of, you know, my head as well, which is why I don't have Chubb up in the top eight area or the RB1 area that I think he was last year because Hunt obviously had that eight-game suspension going into the year. Um, however, I, I still see that he is the RB1 uh, in, in in Cleveland, you know, whether that's 60% of the carries um, or more. I don't see it getting less than that. So here's here's my issue with that, right? Well, Kareem Hunt suspended. Nick Chubb goes over 15 fantasy points in 80% of his games. After Kareem Hunt comes back, Nick Chubb goes over 15 points. Don't check my math, but it's twice in nine games. That's way under 80%. So yeah. there is an impact in, on his point output. In that because, stretch, in yeah. that stretch, they also face New England, the top-ranked defense, Baltimore, the second ranked defense in Denver, which was also within the top 10 and Buffalo also in the top 10. So it was kind of tough towards the end of the year. They also faced Baltimore in the first half and San Fran and the Jets. So, I mean, we can, they had a shotgun bet. I'm looking at it right now. But... Shotgun bet. We'll get another one. There's going to be another one on the well, books. I love, I love shotgun bet is just, I think that we'll, we'll, de- we'll define it. There's going to be something on the we'll 63rd podcast. We'll release the, the shotgun bets from our first rankings episode. Um, <laughs> one running back that I think we're, we all agree on is going to be a high end RB two. And, you know, for me, he's a top five guy. If, if Adam Gase isn't his coach, but that's Lev Bell. Um, <laughs> they brought in the infamous Frank Gore because Gase is an idiot. Uh, so Scotty, tell us about how stupid Adam Gase is. <laughs> oh no. Tell us about Lev sure? Bell. I'm sorry. No, tell us about Lev Bell, please. Okay. Uh, loving bit Bell is a great running back. Um, I, I know they went out and added some offensive line help because he literally ran through 300 times into a wall last season. Um, I mean, if he has the same carries as last year and hopefully a little more room, he can get back up to that RB1 spot. But like Tom said, it's Gase. And you have no idea what he's going to do. If he's even going to be on the team, this coach can bench Bell in week four just to say, ha-ha, told you so. Like, he would, he would forfeit a win just to make a point that no one knows what the point is. And let, let's just look at Gase's history real quick. Ryan Tannehill was terrible under Gase, phenomenal on the Titans. Kenyon Drake, terrible under Gase, phenomenal on Arizona. Devontae Parker, terrible with Gase, great with Ryan Fitzmagic. Anybody's great with Fitzmagic. But the point is, is that Gase doesn't know how to use his talent, so it it makes me nervous, and I feel like Frank Orr is just going to vulture touchdowns, and I hate it. I don't like any part of this, but we got Bell at, what, 14? Yeah, 14. Yeah, that's um, fair enough. Isn't it funny that his career is just turning into a joke? Uh, it's because the holdouts, they ruin people's careers besides <laughs> Zeke's. Yeah. <laughs> you guys went to Cabo. That's the only reason why. Um, all right. Melvin Gordon comes in at 15 for us. Um, Dows, you got him at 20. I got him at 14. I got him ranked the highest. So my thing with, with Gordon is that um, Broncos were fine on the ground with Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay. Fantasy options you know say what you will about them i don't think neither are spectacular but i think the broncos believe that too and that's why they went out and they got melvin gordon i don't see how um melvin gordon's fantasy production 
um, is is drastically worse than what it was um, for Los Angeles or wherever they were at the time for the Chargers. Um, so I have I have Gordon up there, but I think this mid range RB two is correctly ranked for him. I don't know, Dallas, if you've got a, a reason for having him down at, at 20 that you want to go over, um, or we can just kind of move on to who I think you have ranked even lower. Than actually, <laughs> let's just move on to Kenyon Drake. So Kenyon Drake is our 16th rank, but you got him at 25. So tell us about Kenyon Drake. Yeah, so quickly, Melvin Gordon, running back by committee. Gordon, Lindsey, potentially Royce Freeman, who's probably on the outs anyway, but whatever. It's a lot. It's a lot of running backs, not a lot of touches. They got to share. Boom, moving on. Kenyon Drake. Same kind of situation, not running back by committee so much, but he is going to be pushed by Chase Edmonds as long as he can stay healthy, who did look dynamic and explosive last year, and I do think it's going to be closer to 50-50 than a lot of people think. But on top of that, there's a limited number of touches that are going to go around. A lot of those touches are going to be passing plays for Kyler Murray, who loves to throw the ball, and added a brand-new shiny toy in DeAndre Hopkins. He's got Christian Kirk still there. He's got Larry Fitz still there. I don't even know who plays tight end for them anymore. Is it Darren Fells? Who knows? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No, it's um, Dan Arnold. There you go. Cool. (laughs) Great. Um, Tight ends. There's there's a minimum. I mean, sorry, there's not a minimum. There's a limited number of targets to go around. How many of, you know, what's the share of the ball going to be like that's rushing plays to Kenyon Drake? I don't see the. Cardinals being a team that comes in and dominates has a huge lead is running the clock out and just burning time. I do think that they're on the way up. I do think maybe two or three years from now, Kenyon Drake could be a lot higher and they could see some uh, games unfold like that. But right now I think they're still throwing from behind. I think they're still throwing the ball a lot. They're still, they're not an air raid offense, but Kyler Murray likes to get outside the pocket and chuck the ball deep. And that's going to limit Kenyon Drake's production and, and eventually his ceiling. I mean, you guys, we've got Scotty who says he's a top, he's an RB one this year for Scott. Yep. That's a that's a high ceiling, much higher than I would have predicted. I had him at maybe like a middling wide receiver two at best. But hey, running back too. But yeah, we see where you're going. So Scotty, tell us a little about Kenny Drake quickly. Um, and then you can jump in a, into Gurley. Yeah, my main thing was how he finished last year. Um he wasn't used like we already went over with the Jets. Um yeah, the Jets, the Dolphins. Because uh for some reason they liked Caitlin. Balage, and we'll queue up that Twitter video again uh, tomorrow about Balage. Um, they were taken for Tua last year. Didn't work out. They traded Drake right when he went to Arizona. He just tore it up, and that was with a healthy, or quote-unquote healthy, David Johnson actually playing in games. Once David Johnson was pretty much benched, Drake absolutely tore it up. He, over 20 carries week 15, week 16, over 135 yards each of those weeks, touchdowns. He was in the passing game. So I know they added Hopkins, but that's another player the defense has to focus on. I mean, you can say that about almost like any team, but I just I, I think... made the same inverse argument, the one that you're making now. Right, for right. Alvin so, I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's times that it helps. There's times it hurts. I'm thinking this time it helps a bit. Um, even if they are down, I think he's still in the game. I think he is that a pass catching back. Um, Chase Edmonds does scare me. I think he's, he's a great player, but injury prone, he barely touched the field after he went down after week seven last year, um, even with David Johnson hurt. So I just think 
they're all in on Drake. They wouldn't have brought him back if they were not all on him. So I have him at 12. I mean, this is probably our biggest outlier <laughs> um, <laughs> player from 12 to 25. But other than that, Tom and Craig have him ranked uh, 15 and 17. So they're right in that range of where we have him at 16. Um, me yeah, and Dow will probably fight over this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have shotgun bets with all you guys. <laughs> yeah, so this could be another shotgun bet. But I will get into uh, our number 17 is Todd Gurley. And I have ranked the lowest at 21. This is just very, it's just very hard for me. Um, uh, we had him ranked, I think, 14 or 15 last year. I think you finished around there because of the touchdowns. It's, it's a big, big what if. And is he fully healthy? With, with no training camp, no players able to do physicals. Like I, I just don't know if he's healthy. There's rumors out there saying his knee is is still not what it is. That's why the Rams cut him right away. Um, I mean, I, that's my biggest factor. I, I don't know, if, um, Tom, you want to chime in on on your boy Todd? Yeah, I mean, I I think if if there's any running back with room to grow over the summer, it's gonna be Todd Gurley from my list. Um, I, I have him at 17. Uh, I think he's got the ability to creep into that RB one spot. Um, but let's not forget that Atlanta hasn't properly used running backs in a while. You know, he's getting older. He's got the knee issue. I, I just don't know what to expect with Todd Gurley. Um, I would not be comfortable in passing up some, some running backs in favor of Todd Gurley. Um, and, and that's, that's really kind of where he falls at 17 for me. Um, all right, I'm going to jump into Leonard Fournette because I feel like I got to eat some crow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I had I had Fournette as my bust of the year last year, and now on coincidence, he's I have him ranked the highest <laughs> out of all four of us. I don't know how that happened, um, but it, 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 where I say Gurley's got the most room to grow, it, Fournette has the most room to fall in my rankings, and that's going to really be based on what Chris Thompson comes in to do. My thing with Fournette is I don't like him. I don't think that he's a he's he's a, a great running back, but I think the volume is there, and Chris Thompson can't stay healthy. Um, Fournette caught 77 balls last year, or he had 77 targets. I don't know. He was really involved in the passing 70 game. 70 balls, yeah. Yeah, 70 balls. He, he caught 70 balls, right. Um, and I don't see that continuing with Chris Thompson on the team. However, if Chris Thompson's not available for the Jags, they're going to pass it to Fournette. They don't seem to have any interest in using uh, Reichwell Armstead, uh, the rookie that they drafted last year. So I think that Fournette is going to kind of fall in this middling, high-end RB2 range. Um, we have him at 17, which is kind of that middling RB, RB2 Um Dows, I don't know if you want to talk about Fournette, and then you can jump into Connor. <clears throat> yeah, I've got a uh, I've got Fournette way outside where you guys have him. I've got him down at twenty six. Um, I just don't have a lot of faith. Number one, I think la- last year he had a great season. I don't want to knock him for that. He had a fantastic season, but he's shown. Um, you don't want to start getting getting into the habit of predicting injuries, but he's shown a. I don't know. He struggled to stay healthy for, you know, full 16 game seasons or 17 game seasons, whatever you want to say. Um, I do think that this year you're going to see a lot more Reichel Armstead. I know last year they really had no interest in him, but we've seen teams sit uh, running backs and then uh, use them in the, in their second year. So I'm thinking you might see something like that happen, especially with them shopping for net. Now 
I struggled with this because you can go both ways. You say, okay, they are not interested in picking up his fifth-year option. They're shopping him actively. He's not a good fit in the locker room. They're having issues with him uh, from a personality standpoint. Now, you can go two ways. You can run him into the ground and completely use up every last ounce that the guy's got, or you keep him healthy and you try to trade him for good pieces, and you kind of showcase him for a couple weeks and then move him. They're, again, I kind of got off base here because I know we're not supposed to be predicting injuries. I know we're not supposed to be predicting trades as we do our rankings, but with all that uncertainty and just kind of enveloping that into one big ball of a question mark, I don't know what he's going to do, and I couldn't rank him higher than guys that I have a lot more faith in. And if I'm doing even a standard redraft league, I don't want to buy into a guy that I don't know what's going on with. And that was the reason I dropped him. All right. You want right. to grab Connor? I'll pass uh, James Connor over to Craig. He uh, right. hasn't, hasn't had a guy in a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I was too busy so... writing down shotgun bets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of the last last one I had was Saquon. Um, <laughs> so James Conner, uh, not sure he actually, you know, he had a big, um, you know, injury concern uh, lingering throughout the year last year with his, I think it was his leg, his groin. So, something seemed to go wrong for him almost at any given point last year. Living um, his shoulder, the AC was joint. It, was it the shoulder? Okay. Um, I could have sworn there was some of those leg too, but it could have been. Yeah. Regardless, they have Jalen Samuels. They have Bryce Love, I believe it is, and or, or no Benny Snell. I think I get the two of them confused a lot. And then they drafted another guy, um, Anthony McFarland, I believe it was. And so there's there's a deep running back group there in Pittsburgh, and I'm just not so sure they're sold on James Conner going forward. Um, which is why I think we have him ranked, you know, number 19. Um, but you know he's he's an RB two if he does keep the job. It's it's an interesting offense to see what happens. Um, you know Roethlisberger's back, so w- who knows if the running get, game improves? But last year it just wasn't that great. All right, Craig, take us into uh, Carson. Um, well, Carson, I, I, again, I expected the the Seahawks to draft someone, bring someone in. Um, apparently, you know the the years of is it Carson is it Penny is it someone else uh, Mike Davis I think was one two years ago uh, is kind of over I think Carson really has this backfield uh, so I think that's why he is as high as he is um, but he's also low because this is again Chris Carson and there is a deep backfield with Penny and someone else um, I think they drafted someone else um, but it's another deep backfield yeah, I, I don't think that the days of Chris Carson are over. I think he's just like steady Eddie. Like, you know, they're just happy with him. Um, Scotty, your dynasty league, you took this guy one-on-one. So you got him the highest rank for 2020. Talk about CEH. Yeah, so our consensus number 21 is uh, Clyde edwards Hilaire, uh Kansas City running back. Took him in the first round of this NFL draft. Um, mainly whatever running back is usually on the Kansas city chiefs is going to be a running back one. I know last year was a different situation um, with the, sorry for my language, the shit bum Damian Williams, even though he had a great playoff run. um, We all, I mean, when they're splitting time with him, McCoy and even Darwin Thompson, it just kind of shows that they didn't really trust a guy and they went out and spent their first round pick on CEH. Um, 
high-powered offense, if he ends up being the guy, which I believe that's why they drafted him for, um, then I think he's a clear-cut, uh, low-end RB2 at the worst. But that's just me. Um, I know there's a lot of factors, and I could be completely wrong. And Thomas point, too, with this COVID thing, these rookies aren't going to get in there, get used to the offense. So that's that could be a huge hit. Um, it might be more of a second half of the season kind of thing, but um, that's why I have him so high. I know Dallas has him pretty low, so I'll let Dallas take me and Dallas do some big, Dude, big out lives in this one. We're, we're just like the opposite, and then Craig and Tom are in the middle on all of them. Yeah, but, I know. I, um, I feel like I've almost got all of these nailed down to our consensus. <laughs> I just I don't have faith in rookie running backs. That's pretty much it, it. unless they're they're the otherworldly guys like a McCaffrey, a Saquon Barkley, Zeke. These guys come in, they're highly touted, they're top five picks. Sure, I get it. But Clyde Edwards going in the very end of the first round wasn't a talent that anybody was like, oh, I need to move up the draft board to get early. Again, I think he fits well with Andy Reid's offense. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to knock him at all. Maybe Andy Reid's sitting there like, oh, great, I'm so happy this guy fell to me at the end of the first round. But I just don't think a lot of these guys are built for the NFL right off the bat. I think he's going to take a little while to get up to speed. He looks great in college. I won't knock him. He seems like he's got a little shimmy to his game. He's got some explosiveness. I always, 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 always worry about rookie running backs and their blitz pickup abilities. He's got Damian Williams there to learn from, who also hates to pick up blitzes. Um, so he's going to struggle with that off the bat. And the more stuff that he struggles with, the less he's going to be on the field, which kills running back productivity. You know, you can't you can't score points if you're not on the field. So um, I've I just got a lot of reservations about the guy. He is probably the most likely candidate that proves me wrong. Like I will say that off the bat, if he goes higher and I might rank him higher as we get closer to the actual season, but right now as it all stands and I'm just, I don't know, I'm not sold on him yeah. quite yet. No offense, Claude. Yeah. No, I and mean, I might rank him lower too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I will say like in my ranking, I took the COVID stuff pretty seriously for all of these rookies considering we see like the the um you know Damian Williams may be boring but he's not broken right like he still works for the offense so there's no sense in changing it just to change it if if CH doesn't get the time on the field um yeah it, it bears mentioning too CEH is my second ranked rookie and I have DeAndre Swift one spot ahead of him on my list so right I, I knocked all the rookies for lack of preparation I yes. just don't I don't draft I don't, I don't I don't project rookies high I don't like them carry my bags rook so so it's funny so we're looking at all these rankings and we're really the the two you know the two people who have the biggest disparity are are kind of talking about their points and why they're so deviated from the actual consensus and craig you know for a majority of this you've been right in consensus until devin singletary came and so now you you get to talk about Devin Singletary because he's our twenty second ranked, and you got him at fourteen. Yes, I do, and I feel like a lot of people are low on him because of some rookie for whatever reason Zach Moss got into the playing field. Frank Gore is gone, guys. Devin Singletary has this backfield; it is fully his. The back half of the year last year, he had over twenty touches on. I think it's six of the last eight games that he played because he didn't play week 17. But the thing is, is they 
have Josh Allen who can run. Now they're bombing it down the field with Stephon Diggs, including John Brown, who they were doing it with last year. So Devin Singletary is going to have a lot of open boxes and a lot of playing time. And I think that he is going to be a huge surprise. And I'm very happy that my early ranking has him very high and you guys low because I know you guys are going to creep him up. Hey, the only rankings that matter are the ones at the end of the year when we lock them in. All right. This is our starting point. Okay. <laughs> so don't so. don't be doing that. But I mean, you make a good point. I'm just not sold on Devin Singletary, the running back. Um, I'm not sold on the fact that a guy who's 5'7 and 203 can be a guy who carries the ball a ton. (laughs) He doesn't have the size, the dimensions, or the durability, and he already got hurt in his rookie season, and he missed a couple games. So I think Zach Moss comes in. Yeah, thank you. Uh, (laughs) So I think Zach Moss comes in when Devin Singletary gets hurt, and they go, damn, this kid can pound the ball. And he's short too, but he's like 220. So I'm taking the thick boy over Devin. No. Well, I'm not taking him over Devin Singletary. That's that's an overstatement. Zach of Moss can surprisingly catch, and I think that he may eat away into some of the receptions that Devin Singletary will have. But I fully believe that Singletary is going to have the full load on the ground. Like they're weirdly similar in their yeah. skill sets for having very different body types and like explosiveness and speed, but. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, it'll be an interesting backfield, and I just think it's going to be way closer to a 50-50 split, which is why I knocked them both down. I have them at 36. I don't know where I have Zach Moss. I've got him ranked, but ooh, I mean, probably, probably low. I think I think Zach Moss will be a pretty good um, – I got him at 49. Change- <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll have to change that. Um, all right, so – Dows is having a Buffalo running back complex right now. He doesn't know what to do with it. Um, well, as soon as they took Frank Gore out of the equation, I didn't know who to rank because I just love Frank Gore. Um, well, here's another underwhelming running back um, in his sophomore season. I'm ready for this guy to go away. David Montgomery. And Scotty, I don't know if you want to talk about him. Um, yeah, but sure. he's a starting running back for an NFL team. I think that's all he's got going for him. Yeah, I mean, I think this guy was probably this between him. I mean, Last year was Josh Jacobs as a rookie. Then the next year, all close to each other was Singletary, Montgomery, and Miles Sanders. Um, Montgomery started off slow because he didn't get the carries. Then he finally got the carries and still couldn't find any holes. He barely could get any yards per carry. But he's our 23rd consensus ranking for Chicago. Like Tom said, he's a starting running back on a NFL team with a lot of weapons there, uh, crap quarterback situation, but still. Um, between him and Singletary, I, I think one of these guys should have a breakout sophomore season or uh, not bounce back because it's still their second year. But um, Montgomery didn't show too many flashes last year, but they didn't add anyone in the draft or for free agency, which is a massive sign for uh, running back. So I think I have not a spot by four Singletary, but I think we all have him pretty close in um because it says it's twenty three. Yeah. So everybody's pretty close with uh Montgomery. Um and then Dows, I'll let you take Mostert. He's our My last boy. ranked twenty fourth guy. I don't think any of us agree with this, but you love your Mostert. Um yeah. <laughs> and and he's gonna be in the back end RB two. So you go ahead and, and talk about Colonel Mostert here. Yeah, so Raheem Mostert, you guys got him. He says it's 24. You got a couple 26s. Uh, who's got him down at 31? Is that you, Tom? 31? Get out, yeah. get out of town. 
Um, I got them up at 16. Now, obviously, the Niners like to run the ball. We saw it all last year. But we do have the existence of Tevin Coleman, which causes a little bit of concern. People will say, what about Jarek McKinnon? He's probably not playing football this year or ever again. He had another surgery in the offseason. He's still doing pain injections. He's not on track to play, at least at the beginning of the year. So I'm pretty much wiping Jarek McKinnon out of existence. Then you're looking at, again, Tevin Coleman, who is somebody to worry about, and then Jeff Wilson. So, And they shipped out Brita. So this is Mostert's backfield more than likely. He went out and earned it you know, in the playoffs, in the regular season. He looked fantastic. He clearly has the skill to be a lead back in this league. Um, and I think that they're going to ride him a lot more heavily. I think you'll see him run the ball. You'll see Tevin Coleman catch it out of the backfield, much like the Falcons used to do with Freeman and Coleman um, under the same leadership there. So if Moser can take over that uh, Devontae Freeman role from a couple of years ago, there's no reason to think he can't finish 16. 16 is a very, very reasonable finish spot for him if that's the dynamic that they're going to work with, especially with the offensive line um, over in – San Fran and their ability to play defense and keep games tight and low scoring. I'll say this. He will finish an RB two along with two other running backs from that backfield. <laughs> <laughs> it's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I would not be surprised to see Tevin Coleman finish as an RB two. I don't think Jeff Wilson or Kyle Juszczyk will be in that conversation. I mean, did you really think Mozart was going to be the guy this year? <laughs> yeah. Do you see where I drafted him last year? <laughs> 69 69 <laughs> um yeah, I, i'm, I'm going to be interested i mean I, I feel like he's similar to kenny drake in the sense that we only have half of a season to look at but you know um anyway that rounds out our top 24 can i just add one more player i think nope, tom was nope you can't this too nope 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 um yes Go ahead. please yes yes so he wasn't in our consensus because Dow's had <clears> ranked so low but david johnson um, I saw Tom focusing on this too. He would be our 25th. Um, Dallas had him at number 40. I have met 18. This would be the most, this might <laughs> be the know? biggest outlier. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Dallas, 40 for a starting running back. On I have NFL. him after the likes of probably Zach everybody. <laughs> Justin Jackson, Ronald Jones, Philip Lindsay. Even behind Marlon Mack. Oh, of course I have him behind Marlon Mack. I mean, Marlon Mack I have high. I have Marlon Mack at You 18, have Jordan 15. Howard over him? Yep. And Matt Breida in the same backfield. <laughs> well, these are... I have, I have Latavius Murray over him, too. We, I think we... David Johnson is going to be an absolute bum. I think 40 was too high. I didn't even want to rank the guy. So, where's Duke Johnson? <laughs> Duke Johnson, I'm not sure got a ranking. Um, so no running back out of that backfield. No, Day- I don't. I don't. Indeed, the, this well, is a that's good a conversation. Prime situation for one of the guys who are still like Devontae Freeman goes there. Boom! Da- like David Johnson's cooked. Cut him in camp. I mean, they wouldn't have traded for him to bring in Devontae Freeman, but yeah. um, <laughs> getting rid of Hopkins Ryan, for him. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're going to have a podcast at some point dedicated to, like, fallout players, basically players that we wanted to be within the top 24 that consensusly ended up falling out. We can start talking about them. David Johnson's a prime example 
um, of a guy who, you know, kind of Corey just ruined for all of us. <laughs> um, and there's a couple other examples of those. I mean, most notably like Sony, um, Jordan oh, Howard, the next guy, Scotty pulled James Martin White, Mack, out right James White. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's some guys there that, that we'll have a discussion about a little bit more in depth. Um, I think the next podcast we'll be getting into is the top. I, I don't know. I don't know how many wide receivers we're going to do, but we're probably going to go into 30 wide receivers, top 24. I, I would, I would think, and we'll come up with a game plan, but wide receivers is going to be the next position that we end up tackling. So we're at a little bit at an hour. So we'll try and keep it, you know, uh, short and sweet for everybody, but this is the first look into rankings. Um, and you know, the next four episodes will be dedicated to rankings. Uh, so you can see the thought process from beginning to end, uh, from everything that we, that we do. So, um, with that, I don't know if anybody has any final notes that they want to make. Um, so raise your hand, I, I guess. Are I we, we have... in school again? Craig, you want to <laughs> say something? Sorry, bud. Uh, I think I have four shotgun bets from this one podcast. Oh yeah. Oh, Let yeah. me run through the shotgun bets that. real quick. So I got Tom versus Craig on Eckler. I got Craig versus Corey on Chubb. I got Scott versus Corey on Gurley. And then I have Craig versus Tom, Dows, and Wait, Scotty. On Gurley? Yeah, weren't you guys going back oh, and forth okay, on yeah. Gurley? Uh, and then I have Craig versus the three of us on Singletary. Nice. So. <laughs> Me and, no. What about CEH? Did you get that one? Oh, maybe Me it wasn't Gurley. Maybe oh, it yeah. wasn't Gurley. Maybe it was CEH you guys were going back and forth on. I think yeah, Gurley, we were close enough. 21-13. Right. That's not too bad, but yeah, definitely yeah. Uh, CEH. CEH there. And, and Drake was another one, too. Yep, and then Drake Corey was another one. On David Johnson. I'll, yeah, I'll take one versus all three of you on David Johnson as well. Oh, boy. We're, we'll figure we, out what we, We're, we're shocked out of the six-pack. David Johnson <laughs> under 50 snaps this year before he just quits. <laughs> Yikes. All that. right. <laughs> Who was the last one? Drake? Drake, yeah. Yeah, all right. Drake and uh, who was that? Scotty and Dallas? Yeah. Me and Dallas have like 20 shotgun bets. Right. Yeah, and I guess it's um, always important, too. I, I know you mentioned it, but the whole rankings will be on the site that you can track all of our individual stuff. And it sounds like we're keeping them up there permanently, Tom, so we can see them all as they as they develop instead of replacing them, like some of the old uh, you know, Yahoo CBS want to do, so they can you know hide their shame as, as time goes on. Yeah, I, I, I think we, I think I'd like to uh, develop some sort of system where you can see who moved who up and how many positions and how it affected the consensus. So we'll come up with like a cool little tracker so you can see, okay, Corey, you know, finally realized that David Johnson is probably going to be better than you know Carry On Johnson and moved him up about fifteen spots. <laughs> so we'll we'll think of something cool like that. But yeah, everything will be up on the website. Uh, for you to go ahead and take a look at. You don't have to look at the stagnant 2019 uh, rankings anymore either. Yeah, um, but that. we'll. I mean, we'll keep the 2019. Like, there's a lot of good data on there as far as, like, the RB finish, their points per game, how many total games they played, things like that. So we'll keep that in a location on the website. Um, but you'll start to see the 2019, uh, two, uh, excuse me, 2020 rankings up on the website. So that's at topshellfantasy.com. Um, and with that... I leave you Podcast 62. Thank you for listening. This is Top Shelf Fantasy. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Top Shelf FNTSY. Head over to our website at topshelffantasy.com. Stay fluid, stay loose.
Um, let me get the microphone a little bit closer to my mouth.